0: We have been doing a series called Drawing Near, and it's been uh, such a good series because it gives you that analogy, that picture of moving. It doesn't mean that we have drawn near full stop. It means drawing. It means we are closer, closer. We are moving. There's never a moment in your relationship with God, in your walk with Christ, that you just stop and that's it. You've reached the limit. You go deeper deeper. You go further, you draw nearer and nearer. You know, the nearer that you get, the more that you see, the greater clarity there is, the more in-depth and more secure you are in your relationship with the very God who spoke the worlds into existence. Not only did He do that amazing thing, but He spoke you into existence. He knows you, and so drawing near. We're continuing this series on drawing near, and here's a little bit of a background here uh, because I really love reading about Moses. He's um, he's a great. No, I've got to say, he's not a great character. He's a great man, and we see how his process of life. He drew near. A little bit of story is that it's a journey of a man and God's people you know uh, uh it was all about he was his name actually means to be drawn out drawn out he was drawn out of a river that was going one way but he was drawn out to be drawn near drawn out to be drawn near and that is you today god has drawn you out to draw you near and not just near so you can stand next to him Not just near so that you can listen to what he has to say, but so that you can be close and you can walk in step with him. So it does say um, that the name Moses comes from the Hebrew verb meaning to pull out, to be drawn out of water. And so isn't it amazing? God has drawn him out for a specific purpose. God has drawn you out for a specific purpose. It's not an accident that we are sitting outside under a tent. Hallelujah. Under a tent, we get to breathe oxygen. We get to sit under the sunshine. We get to live life. Like, um, like it's been said, vitamin D is good for you. Not under vitamin F for fluoro. We're under vitamin D. It's good. Vitamin D is for vitamin dad. In Jesus' name. <laughs> okay, Exodus chapter 3, verse, starting in verse 1, and we're going to go through to verse 6. Read along with me if you have your Bibles. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock of God, the, led the flock to the back of the desert. And came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn? So when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look Upon God. This morning, I want to look at God calling us. I want to look at God drawing near to us. He has drawn us out so that we can draw near. There is an encounter that happens. There is an encounter, and that encounter desires and deserves a response. That encounter with God deserves a response from me, from you, from Moses, and we will see what happens with, with him. But it desires a response, and out of that, God's purpose is revealed and released both in his life, through his life, and this morning, just like we are here, in your life and through your life this morning. I want to look at the, account, the encounter with God. You know, you've got, to, you've got to imagine this. Moses, at this point, he's a sprightly young 80-year-old, and um, he's working for his wife's dad. He's out the back of the desert looking after some sheep and goats and you know, who, whatever else the high priest of Midian, Jethro, his father-in-law had. And he's out there. He's done this track before. He's working. He's out there. He's done. Around we go again. He sees the same thing, doesn't he? But he didn't start there. He started in Egypt. Like we said, he was drawn out. There was a horrible thing that happened. The Pharaoh wanted to rub out all the male children. And yet God preserved this young man Puts him, and it's you know, made an ark. There's a lot of pictures here. An ark out of um, uh, some reeds put together with pitch. You know, like, this is great. It gets put into the river. And then Moses is followed down the stream by his sister. And all of a sudden, the princess of Pharaoh, uh, prince, the daughter of Pharaoh, draws him out. And this is where he gets his name. So he is brought up in the house of Pharaoh. He knows all of these things. He has a great upbringing, uh, surrounded by uh, all the delicacies, all of the uh, the clothing, all of uh, the housing things, all of that kind of stuff. And yet, that's not what God had planned for his life. God has something so much more. We get to the stage where Moses actually has to flee. He's been there for about 40 years. He has to flee because he killed an Egyptian, and he has to leave because everyone knows about it, and Pharaoh is hot on his trail. So he runs in. He's in the desert. He's in the wilderness. And you could think, oh gee, well, that's the end of that. I suppose he's out in the desert now, out in the wilderness. But you know what? It's in those times. It's in the wilderness. It's in that place of obscurity. It's in that place of aloneness. It's in that place where you are left with yourself and God, where God does a work. You know, God's silence does not equal His absence. God's silence does not equal His absence. He sees all. He hears all. He knows us both in and out. We are creatures of habit, but you know what? He sees the beginning of our lives and the end of our lives at the same time. He knows us very well. I really like this, how Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law. You know, um, Moses is now a shepherd. You know, it's a long way from being brought up in the house of Pharaoh. He's uh, now 80 years of age. And, uh, you know, like uh, 80 years of age, he's running around in the desert. I'm sure he was running and not shuffling. He was out there. He's looking after, uh, he's in in charge of looking after his father-in-law's sheep and goats and whatever else he had. And he... He has led them to the backside of the desert. And, you know, and he would have been into that region many times. You know, it's like when you drive into the country and you see the same landmarks. You know where you are. You know that, oh, yeah, this is I'm coming around the corner again. And he's done this track so many times over 40 years. He would have had plenty of time to reflect and to ponder his life through many sunrises, and many sunsets. In fact, many days sitting under the shade of a tent. The wind cooling the sweat from his brow. Hearing the animals that he's looking after, that he has been the steward of. He's looking after them. And yet, something happens. Verse 2 says that, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of the fire in the midst of the bush. And the and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the midst of the bush. This is a classic. This is the one that almost everyone knows. It's the burning bush. It's like wow. Now you think okay, now this is a kind of desert region sort of thing. It's hot, you know. Like uh, maybe something catches on fire pretty easy out there. It's been said that. Um, uh, Commentators uh, for this region have said that it wasn't uncommon for some of these bushes to catch fire from either lightning or the heat. But there's a particular bush in this region that has a red and an orange type of foliage at certain times of the year that can give the appearance of being on fire. But you know what? Moses knows this. So he, he knows his surroundings. He knows, oh yeah, that's that tree. That's, he can call them off one by one. He knows where he is. But this caught his attention. You know, with an an encounter with God, God can just (gasps) stop you in your tracks. It's not normal. It's not the everyday. It's not the physical. It's something supernatural where God can arrest your heart in the midst of your journey, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your struggle. Whatever you're going through, God can stop you right where He needs you to stop so that He can speak very clearly to you, give you something that's going to remind you that He is real. He is for you. He is not against you. He is our front and rear guard. He loves you dearly. And he has a word for you this morning. He is the light in the midst of the desert. He is that bright, shining hope. It catches Moses' eye. He, he can't go forward. He can't go backward. But the Bible says that he turned aside toward that burning bush. And reading my own writing... We find it here. He has walked this path many times before. He's worked in this workplace for a very long time. He has been doing the mundane things and has been focused on the job at hand. We can all get caught up with our job at hand. We can all get caught up in the affairs of life. We can all get caught up in uh, the list of things that we need to accomplish on a day-to-day basis. And we can just go, yes, 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 I've got to do this. I've got to be here. I've got to be there. We can get caught up in all of that. And our focus is here. But our focus needs to be up here. Our focus needs to be up here because God is in control. But behold God is about to do something that is going to change everything. When he comes in, God changes everything. He brings life where there was no life. God has done something that he cannot explain. Verse 3 goes on to say, then Moses said, I will now turn aside to see this great sight and why the bush does not burn. It's like it struck him. He sees it. He has to go and investigate. It's just, it's just, it stumped him. My goodness, I've been here for 40 years. And I've never seen this before. Why is that not being consumed? Why is that? And he just gets closer. He's being drawn near. You know, God wants us to be drawn near and closer. We may have heard about God. We may know about God, but God wants us to be constantly drawing nearer to him. Among the, the, the Hebrews and the ancient nations, fire was considered a very significant emblem of deity. In this instance, it would have been uh, to represent God's majesty, purity, and the power of God. Fire can bring the destruction of, uh, of the enemies, but it can also bring light, comfort, and ultimately a symbol of God's presence. So God draws near to us first. He draws near to us first. He is wanting to get your attention. He got Moses' attention that day. Has God got your attention today? Will you open your heart to the fact that God is drawing near to you and wants you closer to him? I've got some great news for you today because you can come closer. It's not all there is. There's more to the story. You can come closer to God today. You know, the bush was on fire, yet it was not consumed. God has got Moses' attention and it's a defining moment for him, not just for him, but for all generations to come because right here today, we're reading about it. Right here today, we're reliving that story again. Right here today, we can we can picture in our mind that Moses, you know, he's come away, he's left the sheep. He's just, my goodness, this is something, this is different. This is, I've got to investigate, I've got to know, I've got to know more. He's drawn to the light. We are drawn to the light. Life is drawn to the light. He couldn't pretend that he didn't see something, he began to draw near. One moment. In God's presence is enough to transform you forever. Psalm 73 verse 28 says this, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Will you put your trust in Jesus today if you haven't already? Will you let the sun shine on your life today? We need to trust in him as much as a skydiver trusts his parachute you don't see a parachute go yeah yeah i'm a skydiver put that on because it'll be your first and last jump we need to trust in jesus like a parachute he's got it moses was drawn out of the out of the world to be drawn near to god have you drawn near to god today Hebrews 10.22 says this, Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. God is in control. And Moses responds. I love this response. It's such a simple response. He responds by saying, here I am. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God watches what we do. God puts something and he goes, oh, here I am. God called to him in the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Here I am. You know, there's some other heroes in the Word of God that have said the same thing. Abraham, the father of faith, says this. (laughs) Says this. He did say it. When he said it, I wrote it down. And... He's here, but Isaiah also said it. No, Isaiah 6 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. First Samuel, he was a prophet um, and a mentor as well, that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here I am. Genesis 22 verse 11, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. Genesis 31:11 talking about Jacob and the angel of God spoke to me in a dream saying Jacob and I said here I am all of these people responded God drew them near to him and they responded to him and we can see the story we can read the account we know that they didn't just go great I'm here you're there see you later no he said they said here I am and God brought them in to their destiny, draw them in to their purpose. And that is the whole purpose of drawing near, because God wants to release a destiny in your life. There are so many people that you are able to impact, to influence, to encourage, to stir, to build their faith up, to guide them, to lead them, to encourage them, to find the pur- her purpose and hope for their life. And you know what? Unless God is the ultimate purpose of your life, then your life is wasted. It has to be in Jesus, because He is the only one that can go beyond the grave and onto eternity forever. He is the one that has given us hope in our hearts. He is the one that has purchased for us a bright future and a destiny with His precious blood. He died on the cross. He gave Himself once and for all, the Bible says. He says that He paid a debt that He did not owe for you and for me. And that same that same time, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus went to the cross has the same reverence, the same power, the same destiny, the same door of opportunity that is open for you today. Just as Moses said, here I am. God's calling to you today and he wants a response from you. Will you answer to God this morning with here I am? Because he has a purpose. He has a destiny. We can read on where it says about the destiny and purpose that Moses stepped into, where it says that he, he, uh, God raised him up, encouraged him and stirred him. And through a little bit of encouragement, Moses went back to Israel, walked into the courts of Pharaoh and through a, a series of events, he said, let my people go. Thus says the Lord, let my people go. And he, was in, he interceded. He had courage. He went back to see others drawn out. And that's our call, to go and to see others drawn out, to see others come to the light, to come and see that light of the burning bush that doesn't consume. It's not consumed, it's meant to shine. It's meant to shine and illuminate and and, and stir and invigorate. It's life. It draws people to it. The gospel draws people to the message. You know, the relationship has grown very fast as Moses is drawn from a place of obscurity into a place of obedience, into a place where, you know what? He's walking step by step with God. Psalm 95 verse 6 says this, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. God is in control. God wants us to be constantly drawing near, to be drawing nearer. There is so much more. As you drink from His cup, it doesn't run out because He pours it up. He pours it up. He fills it up again so that you can have more. There's always more. God wants you to come closer. One moment in God's presence is enough to transform you forever because He is the author of our salvation and the fountain from which we draw the living waters for our spiritual life and the fountain from which we can constantly go to and and, and be refreshed because they are living waters. Drawing near to God enables us to know God in a deeper way. To know our fellow man, we must draw near to them relationships are grown not as being a pen pal not as being sending someone an email and that's it or getting a christmas card once a year but having a, a regular ongoing conversation uh, getting to know someone you know we may know something of god from tradition or from nature but to know him more perfectly we must draw near to him and thus to know him in our christian life and our experiences we need to constantly be drawing nearer it's not just oh, i know you god no there's so much more to know there is so much more to know. He wants to speak more into your life. He, uh, the Bible says in the last days, dreams and visions that, that are going to come and stirring us and be encouraging us to, to come closer. And the closer that we come, we, the more that we know His will. And drawing nearer to God, who has the words of life, we have been drawn out to draw near. He is God Almighty, and He bridged the gap. And he wants us to draw near to him. Will you draw near to him today? He bridged the gap. You know, this morning we've looked briefly at Moses and how he was drawn out of the surroundings, his surroundings. And all that he knew, being somewhat obscure place in the backside of the desert, and then to find himself being drawn near to God himself. Moses had an encounter with God. It didn't stop there. And he responded to the voice of God. But it didn't stop there. He got to go further because purpose was released. Destiny was released. God has a purpose for your life, but you've got to draw near to Him. You've got to come to Him. One moment in God's presence that changed his life forever. And also seen the nation of Israel being delivered from the hand of Pharaoh the ruler of the known world at that time. So my question to you this morning is, will you draw near to God today? What will happen if you do? What will happen if you don't? Will you draw near to god today he has not turned away from you he is looking at you this morning and the invitation is there for you to come to come to him to come to jesus let's close our eyes and bow our heads just for a short period of time You know, there are many things in life that we can pursue. But the one thing, the one person who we should pursue is Jesus Himself, is God Almighty Himself. And maybe God has touched you this morning and He's drawing you closer to Him. If you have not made a decision for Jesus, if you have never repented of your sin and asked Jesus to come into your heart, this is an opportunity for you to do that and to draw nearer to God. If you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour, or maybe you once walked with Him, But you're not as near as you used to be. Today is your opportunity also to come back and to draw near again. If that's you this morning, why every eye is closed, can you lift your hand so that I know I, I can pray for you and I'll see your hand. Most importantly, God already sees your heart. If that's you this morning, You once walked with God, but you want to come back to Him. Or you've never known Him, but you want to come to Him. Just simply lift your hand this morning. Maybe you're afraid, and that's okay. So I'm going to pray what we call a a prayer to bring you into a relationship with God. And as I say some words, I'll get you to repeat them, but mean them from your heart, and you can have Jesus in your life. Follow me as I say these words. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In your name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer this morning for the first time, I would love to catch you after. Not to chase you up, but just to get with you. Just encourage you. It's the best decision you could ever make. And there are many people here who have made that decision. It's your process. It's your journey of beginning to draw nearer to God. You know, it's not over. We can all draw nearer. Amen. Let's stand this morning.